thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. That's my brother, Alex Gourley. <laughs> That's my brother from another mother, Michael Odenbeck. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Soberless Thoughts. Alex motherfucking Gourley. That's right. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How you been? Oh, I've been groovy. Yeah. <laughs> groovy, huh? Groovy. I just realized that I had my volume turned all the way down to eight. Oh, yeah? I just jacked it up to 30. <laughs> <laughs> turn it to 11. That's right. I turn it up when I talk to Bombo the Axe. Um, have you ever seen Spinal Tap? <laughs> Uh yeah, have you? I gotta be honest. I say the quote. I've never seen it. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never actually watched it. Why? Why not? I don't know. And you know what? I should like my yeah. You're a music guy. You'd I fucking know. love it, dude. It's I know. Hilarious. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. Watch it. I'll rewatch it, and when we do another episode. Of hard cider cinema reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we will review Spinal Tap. There was a point of you saying hard cider cinema that made it sound kind of porn esque for some reason in my head. <laughs> <laughs> when we do another hard sit, I'm like, whoa, what are we doing that's hard? Hard cinema <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we're like, yeah, we're going to watch uh, Backdoor Betty 9, and then we're going to watch the classic Debbie Does Dallas, and then a uh, <laughs> hardcore cinema review. Uh, <laughs> Hard cider cinema review. Uh, it, I think yeah. it's intentionally supposed to sound a little risque. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. All the wild <laughs> things we watch on there. The, the man That's who right. shot Hitler and Bigfoot. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I sent you uh somebody requested that we uh review a movie off of Netflix. I think I sent you that. I can't remember what it was though. Yeah, I do remember you sending me that. I don't remember what it was either. And we found it. Rubber on Netflix. Rubber. I guess it's just called Rubber, the movie Rubber. Is it a prequel to Flubber? I think it's uh it's a post cool. A what? <laughs> not a prequel but a post cool oh okay <laughs> i don't think that's a real word i don't think but it I, is either but i was like <laughs> he i was like in my head i was like he said something he made noises <laughs> that i did not understand and i don't even know what they were so uh i just looked it up on imdb uh, rubber that is and I think this yep. is the one that's on Netflix it says it's a homicidal car tire <laughs> <laughs> discovering it has destructive psionic power sets its sights on a desert town once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession alright so it's like Christine and cars had a kid together I don't know um <laughs> Maybe, but it's just the tire. The tire's the on tire. the loose. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good, dude. That'll go. That'll go well with Spinal Tap, I think. 
Yeah, I think it will go hand in hand. Um, That sounds like a a buddy of mine who watches terrible horror movies, and he tells me about them. Like he's like one of these guys that he was like, "I'm going to watch all the Puppet Masters," or "I'm going to like." And he's like telling me about these things. He's I guess he had like broke his arm, and that's all he did was watch terrible horror movies all day. And uh, he told me to watch uh, Ginger Dead Man, and it is a movie about um gary Busey, (laughs) uh and he's like some kind of weird psychotic killer robber guy in the beginning and he like i don't know like tries to rob or kidnap somebody in like a like a diner or something like that and somehow he like i think he dies or they send him to the electric chair but his ashes get delivered to the bakery of like the last person that was like one of his victims that got away. And then somehow they put the ashes in the baked goods and then they end up making a giant gingerbread man out of it. And it comes to life and starts killing people. And oh, the whole shit. thing, the whole thing is voiced by Gary Busey. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so the gingerbread is- man is talking shit. Yeah, he's like I'm, I'm Gary Busey, and I gotta. <laughs> it is just, it's it's wild. It it is, oh man, it's bad. It's so bad, it's good. That kind of thing. Hell yeah, dude, Gary Busey. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get an Oscar for that one. Right <laughs> yeah, best animated. <laughs> feature film or some shit right. I, I guess it actually wasn't animated it'd be claymated but whatever yeah yeah we still need to make the uh netflix or die claymated series that we we're going to make yeah yeah we were talking about that too or no not netflix and die what was it called uh and, and kill netflix and kill instead of chill right oh yeah 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 with yeah. the uh with the killer couch that's what it was. I was like, it was either the one we we had a couple ideas, and one was the the TV show hypnotizes you, and you go on a killing rampage, or we have it where the couch comes to life and starts eating people. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah, and, and my favorite to, part. Was, cut, <laughs> cut to us standing outside in the in the front yard, watching it try and angle its way out the front door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just sitting there. I don't know. You, you stare at him. Uh, all right, let me just twist this way, and I'm gonna get you, son of a bitch. All right, all right, all right. Uh, do you got a screwdriver? It's never going to make it out. We had to take it apart to get it in. Yeah, <laughs> we can just move. <laughs> like we'll just run in and grab what we need and keep running out. And then, like the end of the movie, it's just in a house. It's just, it turns into an abandoned house that just has a couch in the middle of it. And then people wander. That'll be the sequel. People wander in it and they sit on the couch and it eats them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of amazing cinematic movies, that's right. (laughs) Tonight, we are doing a dedication to the almighty and powerful Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Uh, Sean Connery unfortunately left us Yeah. Uh, recently at the very young age of 90 years old. 
Yeah. No kid. I I didn't realize he was that old. No, me neither. And but he's kind of been out of the limelight for a hot minute, but man, yeah. Ninety. I mean, I hope I make it that far. Oh, I'm gonna be uh a hundred and two. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'd be happy with a gentleman's eighty five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got these crazy uh Odenbeck jeans in me that where we just seem to live forever. Yeah. Can't kill us off. 102. And that, but I'm gonna lose my brain at around eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest so the rest of the time I'm just gonna be yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> As you you know, as you're one to do at that age, I yeah. think you've I think you've earned the right. Change my fucking diaper, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Hoodmeck. How are you today? I shit myself. Is how I do him today, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna do like my son used to do and just stare people directly in the eye as I shit myself. <laughs> 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 dude he used to do that to me yeah he just come walking over to me and just stare right at my face and like <laughs> he's got this like look on his face like of intensity and i'm like what are you doing and then i smell it and i'm like you just stared me in the eye while you shit yourself what is wrong with yeah. you boy <laughs> it'd be great you just <laughs> yeah get on him yeah. And then they're like, oh, uh, can I help you? Like, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no one can now. <laughs> and then they smell it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right this way, sir. Back to the tub. Back to, back to the tub. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh. So uh, in honor of Sean Connery. I picked out this beer that uh, apparently is brewed by, it's brewed in Ohio, but it's brewed by a Scottish family. Did you look this up? Uh, not that portion of it. Uh, oh. I kind of just went more <laughs> more into the actual beer, but I saw that they were, uh, I guess, originally from Scotland. Uh, yes. I guess ancestors. Their mission is BrewDog was born with the aim to revolutionize the beer industry and completely redefine British beer drinking culture. Uh, a decade of dog. It's got a thousand employees. Two breweries later, we're fastest growing food and drinks. A company in the UK, one of the time's top 100 best employees breaking into international markets. So you might they might be in Ohio, but their main company might be in uh like the UK like Scotland so um so they're international so they're they've been around for a hot minute my boy we're pilgrims in an unholy land i can't do i can't do a Sean Connery uh accent to save my life i was about to ask you i was going to bring that up like should we do our best Sean Connerys i was trying to earlier today and failing miserably I'll, you know what's funny is my Sean Connery is a direct relation to the SNL skit of um oh what's the dude's name that does the impression of him uh, he's like he was a cast member forever um but he's a great impressionist uh but it was always um 
mine comes from that guy where he just like your mother's a whore trebek like yeah, that kind of thing celebrity jeopardy yeah and yeah. I, so i just do that like sean connery your mother's a whore trebek yeah i felt like all my impressions revolve around saying their name (laughs) i can just go sean cautery sean connery why don't you pick well the game is afoot (laughs) i'll take anal bum cover for seven (laughs) thousand That says anal bum cover. I spent five years of my life trying to invent an anal bum cover. Failing to do so is my greatest regret. (laughs) You have led a horrifying life. I'll take famous titties for 400. Dolly Parton. Titles, Mr. Connery, not titties. I pose a conundrum to you. A riddle, if you will. I don't want to hear it. What's the difference between you and a mallard with a cold? One's a sick duck. I can't remember how it ends, but your mother's a whore. (laughs) Well, 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 Trebek. Fancy seeing you here. It's been a while. Not long enough. (laughs) That's not what your mother said last night. (laughs) The word cat is found under this letter in the dictionary. Sean Connery. I believe you'd find it in the R section. No, no, not in the R's. Not in the R's? That's not what your mother said. (laughs) Then I'm the cock of the walk. For the love of God, shut your mouth. Uh, And the the guy that does it is Daryl Hammond. But yeah, my my Sean Connery. Sean Connery, man, he's he's one of these people that's like, he's done so much crap, but... uh, He's got a lot of flack over the years too, uh, which we'll go into a little bit more depth. But it's which I mean I feel like nowadays any celebrity there's going to have some kind of shit storm or revolving around him. Oh yeah, uh, the beer, the beer, the beer. I was getting ahead of myself. So uh, by the way, Hazy Brew Dog, uh, their headquarters is in Elon, Scotland. But oh yeah, dude, they've got. Locations in Columbus, Ohio, Brisbane, Australia, like Brisbane, Australia, man, Brisbane. Yeah, sorry, Brisbane. Uh, so what? That's my mother's maiden name for all you people who want to try and steal my identity. Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane, Brisbane. It's um, actually uh like Smith in Scotland. Brisbane is. Oh, really? Yeah, very, very, uh, very popular last name, surname in Scotland. That's probably where I get my red hair from. Uh, yeah. All the Scottish blood in me. You could be related to Sir Sean Connery. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see him on my ancestry.com, but I didn't look that hard either. So your beer you're drinking is the Hazy Jane. It is, as I read it here, uh, East Coast collides and crank it up for this New England IPA returned in Scotland. 
Brewed with oats and wheat, left unfiltered for a hazy appearance and a smooth, super smooth delivery. Dry hop for a full tilt fruit hint with pineapple, mango, and a hint of zesty lime. Damn, that sounds good. Low on bitterness, high on haze, heavy on hops. Suck it. Uh, I added that last part. Hazy Jane embrace. So there's like a website called Rate Beer, and they actually give it a 96 over 100, which is pretty damn good. Um, the, let's see, it's got a 7.2 ABV, uh, IBU scale on the IPA is about 50. So it's not too incredibly hoppy. So it'd actually be pretty smooth. Um, I could tell you the hops and the malt if you really want, but the ingredients are uh, water, malted barley, wheat, oats, hops, yeast, uh, huh. And yeah. Uh, now you're drinking that, yes, and, and, and it is delicious. Do you like it? Is it light and, dude? It's very, uh, it's very light and very easy to drink. Uh, w- probably one of the lightest IPAs I've ever had. And uh, let me tell you this: this might be my new third favorite beer. Oh yeah. It is fucking delicious, man. And that has nothing to do with how thirsty I am either. <laughs> yeah. How does it compare to Bat Squatch? Oh, man. Bat Squatch was good. This is probably a tie with Bat Squatch, really. Mm. Uh, 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 like, as I was describing, I was like, mm, Bat Squatch. We had that recently. It kind of reminds me of that, but it sounds a little bit maybe hoppier. Um, but I sad to say I'm not there. I cannot find that stuff where I live. It's just uh Ohio beers further down in Kentucky, they're harder to find. So I I went a different route to honor old Sean Connery and I'm drinking scotch. And you know how much you love scotch. So I figured it would be a good time. Yeah, I don't like scotch. Yeah. Um Yeah, fuck scotch. <laughs> this is a Dewar's blended scotch whiskey, white label, uh forty proof. It's blended scotch, so it's not like a single malt or anything like that, but it is definitely malty. Um, not malty, but uh, the, what is it? The nose has smoky lemon tangerine scotch spice. Taste is peat caramel scotch spice. Finish, finish is long. Peat, uh, maraschino, and earthiness. I agree with that. Um that's my second beer. I've, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm on my second glass of scotch. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not. I never consider myself just keeping a, track for this uh, for this episode. Yeah. Um, this, uh, you know, scotch has to be made in Scotland to be considered a scotch. Um, but this is actually like pretty tasty, and I'm not the biggest scotch drinker. But man, this is going down pretty smooth. Blended scotch usually do that for me because they're not. Oh, I don't know, like. Single malt smoky, can, uh, a little bit. It's not like the one we had where that one t- tastes like a campfire. Yeah, it has like a faint, faint smokiness with a, like that earthiness. Um, but slightly floral, maybe. No, no floral, no <laughs> effervescence, no uh, <laughs> botanicals, or any other 
<laughs> Other adjectives I looked up just to describe more shit on this show. <laughs> Alex, we haven't yeah. had anything floral in forever. Oh, what's happening? I'm going to go get elderflower liqueur, and we're going to make something fucking floral. <laughs> <laughs> we need flowers in our life, Alex. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful flowers. <laughs> Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, how many fingers of uh, scotch you pouring in that glass? Um, well, I fingered it the first time with one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to ease into it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you gotta be gentle. Uh, gotta be gentle. And then I uh I actually just, just kinda did another finger in this one. So I'm trying oh, to take okay. it easy because I uh yeah. I drink my see here's my issue. I usually only have one glass of hard liquor because I I'm a beer drinker at heart. At my core, I am a beer drinker. And I enjoy like wine and all that stuff, but my problem is I drink it sometimes, especially in a social setting, like I'm drinking beer. Like right. I don't I don't have the proper pacing to enjoy it in public. So if I keep drinking it, I'm just gonna like because beer, it's like I look, I take a drink, I talk, I talk, I take a drink. Like this is like one of those things you you sip, you set it down, you do some other stuff, you come back, you sip it, and you like do it that way. But me, I'll just right. like end up chugging it. Yeah. See, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I like to drink beer. Uh, yeah. And when I'm out, if I get a, let's say I get, you know, bourbon uh, on the rocks every five minutes, I'm trying to get back at the bar to get another glass of bourbon. And I'm like, then I got a $150 bar bill. And yeah. I can't even fucking speak. I'm so drunk. <laughs> yeah. No, that's my. Yeah, I'm like, what happened? What happened there? Yeah. We're well, having a good idiot. time. Yeah. You idiot. You weren't drinking Bud Light. Hey, Alex, you feeling okay? You know, Mike, I'm just not feeling fresh today. <laughs> Did you get into some dirty strange? No, not that. Have you tried to shower? Yeah. Are you wearing a new pair of underwear? I've got two on. <laughs> Alex, I think that only leaves one thing. Tell me, Mike. I want to know. Have you tried the new Remington bidet? No. What's that? Well, it's a simple attachment that goes into your toilet bowl, and it shoots an adjustable stream of fresh water that you can control with the Remington bidet app on your smartphone. You're telling me it can get all those hard-to-reach places? That's exactly what I mean. Go try it for yourself, Alex. Well, gee golly, Mike, I sure feel fresh. I told you, it puts the rim in Remington. So Sean Connery's probably most uh, famous, most famous movie-wise uh, for James Bond. Would you say? Oh, I would concur to that. Uh, yeah, the, he the first James Bond. Yes, he's. It was uh, 1962. No, sorry. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. 1962 was the first James Bond, the original James Bond, called Dr. No. Dr. No. Yeah. And that was like his kind of breakout role. He had done some other things. Uh, he did a movie like 1958 called 
another time or another time, another place. Yeah, that was another time and another place, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was like one of his first like main roles. He did another one that was like he was like a backup chorus guy and Pacific something. I can't remember the name now. He played the monster. <laughs> yeah, he he was the robot. Um, yeah, uh, somebody once said that uh, when he just started out his career. Uh, I just remember hearing this that he was just an oversized stuntman, and that he'd never make it anywhere big. Well, really? Uh, yeah. So it, that's funny you say that. So. Here, let me give you a little backstory to the guy. We'll give it a rough history of him. So, we're, the reason we even talk about Scotland and all that, he was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, he was born on on <laughs> August 25th, 1930. Uh, sorry, look at my notes here. Um, and he was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Basically, uh, grew up at the age of 16, went to the Royal Navy for like two to three years until he got basically dismissed because of ulcers and they uh, said he couldn't like basically do it anymore. Uh, then he had like a bunch of weird jobs. Some of the jobs he did, which, you know, uh, milkman was one. So he might have a bunch of illegitimate kids out there. Hey, uh, that's uh, that's a, hey, Hey now, Hey now, uh-huh. milkmen are, that's a respectable profession <laughs> there. Yeah. Especially Come when on, you're man. like, 18 yeah no yeah. first yeah nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually you know what's funny is uh actually was i saw this story about uh he was in a taxi with a guy in edinburgh scotland because in edinburgh they actually have like a big film festival there they also have like a month-long con- like stand-up comedy event oh it's wow like, dude and like every hour on the hour you can go see stand-up somewhere and there are like four or five venues. It's like a giant, it's a stand up festival. I don't know how else to say it. And stand ups from all over the world go there. And like the most famous comedians you can think of have gone there. And it's weird because some of them will just be like they've said, like it was like the best and the worst because it's you're doing stand up every day at the same time in like different rooms. And <laughs> like, one of them described he did his stand up like an hour long bit in a room that was like a theater and there was only two people in it <laughs> <laughs> because it's you know you have stand up all day every day like not everyone's yeah. coming to see you right and right. he said that um i think it's like doing stand up for a zoom <laughs> basically dude well here's the worst part he said like there was a guy and a girl and they're in there listening to him. And he's just talking to him, really, and kind of doing his stand-up vaguely. And he said the guy gets up and just walks out of the room and leaves <laughs> the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he kind of keeps going. And then he goes, you know, you don't have to stay, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, thank you. And then gets her purse and walks out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you may be excused from the table. Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember who that was about. It was either John Mulaney that told that story or um oh something Oliver. 
it was like a lanky white dude. I know. Uh, but anyway, so that's uh, the Edinburgh Film Festival and the, that's the stand up <laughs> festival. Uh, but Sean Connery was, uh, you know, this is like years later when he's like in his 60s. Uh, and he knew every road name. And he goes, yeah, if you go down there, there's this road. And he goes, turn on here and do this road. And the taxi driver was so impressed. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to be a milkman. And used to do these routes all the time. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's also lived there, but. Uh, yeah. Dude, so, I'll be the same way in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Dude, you know what's, all right. I got a story for you then real quick. Uh, since you're from there. So my grandmother, I guess, grew up in Cincinnati. I didn't like didn't really put that together till later <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh so she recently probably in like the last five years are you her, about to tell me that we're actually related without <laughs> dude, being... you, you never know <laughs> no i i think they came from tennessee up to cincinnati and that's just where her parents kind of like raised them up before they moved um but as a kid, that's where she was living because that's, I guess, where her parents could find work. But so they were living in Cincinnati, and my uncle was driving my grandmother around. And dude, my grandmother's 90, right? Yeah. Um, so actually, she's 91 actually this year, or maybe 92. So she's a little bit older than Sean Connery. Um, yeah. but like five years ago, they were driving around Cincinnati and my grandmother was like, yeah, if you go this route, there's a hill and then the road will do this and there'll be that road. And my uncle was like, man, let's see what happens. And he took the road and she was right. And then they did something else. And she was like, yeah, if you do this and do this, there's going to be this road and there's going to be this on the corner. And they, they would go and boom, it's just like it. Right. And she was nailing all these roads. And my uncle was like, I was so impressed that like, even having you know it's been 70 years like yeah since she's like really been downtown cincinnati and just been wandering around but knew every single street like that alone is impressive but that nothing like it's funny how much changes but also how much doesn't change and right they actually got to a point where i can't i don't know where but they said they're at like a park or something like that and she goes um you know when i was a little girl we used to get up on this hill and there would be cars that would be driving through a tunnel underneath us and that would just drive. And we would stand on the side of the hill and we would try to spit and time out to see if we could land it on top of cars. Right. (laughs) And I was like, you did that as a little girl. He goes, yeah, me and my friends, we did all the time. And she was like, yeah, me and your uncle, uh, you know, we went back up there and we actually stood on that hill where we used to do that at. And I looked at her and go, did you spit on top of cars? (laughs) (laughs) And like, she kind of looked around and then she looked at me and goes, to be honest, I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, you know what? The only thing that stopped me was, I was like, what? She goes, I was afraid of losing my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And I was like, that's great. Grandma. Holy shit. <laughs> I would have loved to see her try and then lose those chompers and then just the car drives and there's just like a set of teeth just <laughs> drop on the hood. Like, what the shit? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. I just got hit by teeth. 
What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh. <laughs> it's raining dentures. <laughs> um, that would be fucked. That would yeah. be fucked. I'd that, probably wreck. Oh, that, somebody would. They'd think body parts are falling from the sky. Yeah, uh, like somebody <laughs> just died, and I got the teeth portion. Yeah, someone got someone jumped out of a helicopter and got hit by the propeller, and they're just falling back to the earth. That's right. Uh, Here's number three. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah. So <laughs> so Sean Connery and his uh <laughs> his work history. So Milkman, yeah. uh he was also a bricklayer. He also yes. polished coffins. What? That's a job? That's a job. Uh he would, you know, make them look good. He said he'd also stain the coffins to make like the when they made them from wood. To make yeah. them look, you know, like it, he said they actually like would bleach want some and do this to make them look like different material, but they were all the same material. <laughs> yeah, they're all pine boxes. Yeah. And they, uh, he actually, I saw an interview uh, when doing this research of him telling a story about they had a guy that worked for them as like a freelance guy who would go around to all the people in the neighborhood to find out who's sick. And to, just to kind of get a rough estimate <laughs> of who who might be needing a coffin, <laughs> right? Yeah, and not just that, he would go visit them, and then he Take would also their measurements, dude. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would eyeball it, but yeah, he'd be like, I mean, it was about you know. <laughs> I see the guy well, was like. Know- <laughs> hey, a coffin, you don't have to be exact. Yeah, you, know, you can squeeze it in there. Yeah, yeah bend the knees. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, you guy was probably like 5'8. Let's go 5'10 just in case. Get a little headroom. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Room like, for the pillow. <laughs> yeah. But it just, it was one of those things that was like, I bet you they did have to do that shit all the time. Cause it's not like they just had all this like extra material or like, I don't know the amount of resources we had, you know, they're making everything by hand. Right. Yeah. So it made sense, but man, that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I was getting through all that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was after he was in the Royal Navy, got out. Uh, one thing he did start to do is get into bodybuilding. Yes. I heard about this. Yeah. Uh, so he was like Arnold or Arnold was like him. Uh, so he uh, got into bodybuilding and he actually tried out for uh, Mr. Universe. And I think in the preliminary rounds or one of them now, like granted, this was back in like the 50s. So it's not like if you see the pictures of it, it's not like when Arnold Schwarzenegger went through Mr. Universe. These right. guys were a little bit leaner, but they were fit. Um I think he took like third or fourth or something. Like he wasn't last by any means, but uh, he definitely had like a body type of like, you know, as some put it on some of the research I found as a brick shit house uh, for his time. Uh, yeah. He al- he also actually got, uh, he played f- uh, football, like soccer, not our football, but not American uh, football. 
Yeah, not American. Uh, he actually got invited to play at Manchester United as a soccer player too. So obviously a pretty fit dude if he's getting, and that's like a professional league. Yeah, yeah. Manchester United is uh, is one of those teams that when you play for them, you're doing good. Yeah, no shit. Uh, you're probably making tons of money, and I don't know what the. Uh, that was my that was my John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do it again. Let me hear it. <laughs> That's funny. The uh, he um. <laughs> I like the simplicity of it. That that's what made me laugh so hard. You're like, and if you're do if you're at one of these, then you're doing good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing, the point of soccer is not to let the other team have the ball, and 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 you want to keep the ball. That's right. <laughs> There's I wish a big I could. rectangle with a net on the back of it, and I think the object is to kick that thing somewhere in the middle of it, getting it past that guy with the gloves on. Yeah, that would be their best course of action. <laughs> and then uh, and then I think that's a point, unless you kick it from really far back, and then I think it's worth three. <laughs> so shit, so yeah. <laughs> hey, but if you think about it, if Sean Connery had went into Manchester United, became a soccer player and retired, he could have been the... John Mattingly of soccer announcers. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like that would have been great. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's kicked the ball and he's going to pass it. It's a good tactic when you have someone looking at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually, so he turned down the soccer thing because he was older. Like he, uh, I think he was like 25 at this point. And yeah. as, for a soccer player back then, that was kind of like, you could still do it, but you only had like a couple years left. Um, he's over the hill already for soccer at 25 well yeah they uh they're running a shit ton uh alex were you a soccer player yeah yeah i played soccer what uh what age did you play soccer uh like all through like when i was younger i kind of took a break in middle school and i played in high school oh you oh you did play in high school then yeah yeah, I played, uh, I think, one year when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And I remember after every game, I would just dump my entire water cooler on my head. And then I would look at my mom and be like, this is too much running for me. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm just a simple man who needs a simple pair of britches to handle my workload. That's why I rely on Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. These cotton fibers are made from technologies. Some even say it's what astronauts wear. So no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I don't care. In Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. Welcome back to the podcast. We were talking about soccer and all the great things that happened. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, I, I was in the midst of, uh, telling about, uh, soccer, I guess that I was 
like a left midfielder essentially because I was ambidextrous uh, with my feet. And most people didn't like most people that had the left midfield position sucked ass at it or did it suck ass, but they just, they weren't as good as like a forward or mid or right. But if you were someone that was ambidextrous, you always got stuck on left field because you could kick with both feet. And that's where I was stuck at. So I was always left midfield. Um, but I don't remember where we were going with the soccer thing and Sean Connery. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> me neither. I was just sitting here looking at you like, uh, yeah, I know that's, I, I don't even know what, I don't even know what position that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's basically that position is the position that runs the field. You have a forward that's like in the front of the pack and they basically just take shots on goal. You got a midfielder that runs, that does both offense and defense, and then you have your defense. And the midfielder runs more than anyone else. Uh, and I just opened my fourth beer. Yep. I, uh, I've had, I would say, two fingers of scotch and uh, two, which I didn't talk about this, but I've been drinking Founders Solid Gold Premium Lager lately. I don't know why, but it's been tasty. Uh Dude, Founders Solid Gold, uh, that is in my top 10 beers. Really? Yeah, that's good shit. I've been drinking the piss out of it because you can get 24 packs. It's more expensive than Bud Light or Budweiser, but whew, I, uh, but it's I don't good. Know. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's a solid lawnmower beer. I'll be honest. I crushed this 24 pack that I got like a week ago. Um, <laughs> but but right anyway. now this brew dog this brew dog hazy jane yep top three it's it's tied it's okay. tied with a bat squatch which was my number three beer yeah i could totally see that just from hearing what it's it was like sounds amazing yes um, so yeah so let's get back to I'm gonna the finish all six of these before you finish this episode just saying okay Game on. And then if I do that, I might have to open one of these bottles behind me. <laughs> <laughs> you really did have a rough day at work, huh? <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> um, all right, let's get back to the man of the hour, the man, the myth, the legend, the man, the shot cottery. So. We chose Sean Connery to highlight on soberless thoughts. Um, so we mentioned about his upbringing and then him being a bodybuilder built like a brick shit house. Um, he also actually, uh, during his bodybuilding days, he actually got work at the Edinburgh College of Art as a nude model. Oh, yeah. Where you'd have to like pose for a set amount of time, you get fifteen minutes. So that's what, how he kind of made some money, um, and then he started getting into acting, mm. Mm. It, and him taking his first role as a chorus guy in Pacific Blue. Maybe that's what the name of it is. I can't remember Pacific uh, uh, Pacific Rim. He was the. I thought we said he was the robot. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he he was the robot. It's an act of lunacy. I went to IMDb to look it up, and it 
I forgot that I'd looked up the movie Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That one's about accidental pregnancies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, here's this. <laughs> here's this advertisement uh, for <laughs> holy man condoms. Uh, yeah. are you tired of not getting pregnant do you ever wish that you had a bunch of illegitimate children like your favorite rock star or professional athlete does your husband not want kids but you do well try holy man brand condoms see our patented state-of-the-art technology does not allow for any wasted semen our famous mesh-tipped condoms help to funnel and allow every swimmer to become an Olympian. So when people don't respect your religion and make you grab for a condom, then you grab a Holy Man brand condom. When a little miracle needs to happen. And welcome back to Soberless Thoughts. All right. Welcome back, everybody. All right. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Sean Connery. Yeah. Here, uh, and we were just looking up his filmography, and we found it 94 credits. Sean Connery has 94 credits as an actor on uh IMDb. Yeah, his very first one, 1954, Let's Make Up. Yep, where he was uncredited. Oh. Then he was Simon as the policeman in 1954. And then in 1956, he was in uh, Dixon of Doc Green, which was a TV series where he was one episode as uh, Joe the Bastard. (laughs) Joe the Bastard, huh? Actually, it's Joe Brasted, but I think it should have been Joe the Bastard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been better. Right. But I mean his uh his most famous role where he got his big break was uh James Bond. Yes. That I mean he had to wade through some shitty roles to get to James Bond is what we're getting right. at. And um what was your favorite uh Sean Connery James Bond movie? I haven't seen them all to be honest with you. Yeah. But I feel like I got to say Goldfinger because it's probably the one I've actually seen the most. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that uh, Sean Connery is actually my my second favorite James Bond. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Who's your first? Pierce Brosnan? No, dude. Guess. Guess. It's not Pierce Brosnan and it's not... Sean Connery. Oh, what's that fucking blonde, short-haired, short dude's name? Uh, the new one. Oh, Daniel Craig? Yeah. No, it's not fucking Daniel Craig, dude. It's Roger Moore. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. No, um, I'm just kidding. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Roger Moore was probably the worst fucking James Bond. Hey, man, I... To each his own. I was about to. I was like, I mean, 
I totally I forgot that dude was even uh, a James Bond. Um, dude, dude, listen. These are the actors that played James Bond. All right, throw it Sean out. Connery. Yeah, Big Daddy. David Niven. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> then George Lesenby. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, George Lesenby. <laughs> you remember that guy? Yeah. Then Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Then Timothy Dalton. Oh, dude. Timothy Dalton teared it up. Then Pierce Brodden. Yep. Then Daniel Craig. Now, Craig, um, I uh, you know it's funny? I've I actually been watching the Pierce Brosnan ones lately because they're on like Netflix or Hulu or some shit like that. And they've been on there. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I never really, because those came out in the 90s and I was younger, but like I never really, like I watched them, but I don't think I absorbed them. I don't know how else to better put that. Uh, apparently I missed somebody. I missed a couple of people. Uh, Barry Nelson was in the Casino Royale in 1954 as James Bond. And Christopher Casanova was in the 1973 semi-dramatic review show called British Hero, which... He played the character name James Bond. How wait? How was that one guy James Bond in 1954? If Sean Connery was the first James Bond in 1962, because Barry Nelson in the original Casino Royale in 1954 was uh uh. I don't know, man. Let me look it up. <laughs> I, I mean, it could be like a maybe it was a radio show or something. Let me hold on. Let me look it up because that yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Yeah. How can you? How can one be one and one be the other? Actually, hold on. I might have found it. Uh, American actor Barry Nelson was first to portray Bond on screen in 1954's television adaptation. Cass- Casino uh, Royale. Because it was a TV show, not a movie. Okay. In 1961, uh, Eon Productions began work on Dr. No, an adaptation of the 1958 novel of the same name. So that's what it was. So he was the, he was the TV. Yeah, he was the TV version of James Bond that came out before the movie version of James Bond came out that featured Sean Connery. Yeah. So we don't care about that motherfucker. Fuck him. Yeah. He's before. He's the, he's another time, another place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your favorite James Bond movie was the one that didn't even have Sean Connery in it. Is that what you said? <laughs> Goldfinger? I thought yeah. I had I thought I had a minute. It sounded like a Mike Myers movie. <laughs> Old member. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1964, Sean, Con- Sean Connery. Um, finger. Which I think his favorite. Actually, here's a little tidbit of fun fact for that ass. Um, his favorite James Bond movie was. And we found it. Actually, it was Goldfinger. 
I think it was Goldfinger. Uh, because no, you no, have no. the notes right there in front of you. How do you not know if it's Goldfinger or not? You wrote down Sean Connery's favorite James Bond movie was dot dot dot. Well, it was it was kind of like this. It was I was, I was watching and kind of taking odd end notes. Um, <laughs> I don't actually. I don't know if this was his favorite, but I know he he. So he had to practice playing golf on Goldfinger. And it was when yeah. that's actually when he started to really enjoy golf is because he was trying to practice his golf swing, realized it was kind of like a fun game. And then from then on, he actually started playing golf all the time. And actually in his retirement, that's all he did. Like the majority of his time in retirement golf. So that's all because of James Bond. I will say I, I did read a little story about him and the director of the first James Bond, the uh when they were getting ready for Dr. No. Uh this is something to tie it in for serverless thoughts. Apparently him and the director were trying to get it like they were trying to get him into character. So they spent a whole week getting shit faced every day. <laughs> to- what? <laughs> And prepared him for his role as James Bond so he could be like a, I don't know, I guess a, uh, a achievable alcoholic. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you can't be a international spy unless you're an alcoholic. That's right. You, you got to be able to drink and then also think while drinking. Uh, kind of keep it going. <laughs> Every episode of Serverless Thoughts is exactly this. We yeah. got to be able to drink, and we got to be able to try and think while we drink, and keep it going. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> you're kind of not wrong on that. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I uh. I actually think my tolerance has gone up since starting this TV show or this yeah. uh, ra- this podcast. I can't <laughs> talk. <laughs> that was the worst example ever. It was me stumbling <laughs> over what the hell we're doing right now. No, I I totally have my drinking under control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can uh, I can see that. Yeah, Scotch, yo. Um, yeah. <laughs> Soberless thoughts. Yeah, Soberless thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what are some of these? Uh, what are some of these stories? Okay, so I hear. Dude, I've seen some of these stories that are like uh, more impressive than the Chuck Norris stories that I hear. <laughs> And it's fucking Sean Connery. I didn't even know that they existed until I started until I started looking at Sean Connery stories. I, I know one off the top of my head where he was hanging out with back when he was like younger, there was uh like him and like a fellow actor were at a bar and there was like four guys and they these them two had like a group of girls with them and a couple of them decided to try to start singing. And try to like performing for everyone. And there was a bunch of like rowdy guys at the bar kind of like, giving them shit. And the 
the guy he was with, who was like a fellow actor, said Sean Connery basically handed him his coat and went over there and kind of said words with the guys. And then Sean Connery ended up beating the shit out of four grown men. <laughs> And he goes, and the actor was like, and I just had to sit there holding his coat and he handled it. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, like that crazy motherfucker. There's another story I got here. It's from a, uh, from a young adult age. Connery was no stranger to trouble. He knew how to handle it. When in Edinburgh working backstage at a theater, he was approached by six uh, Valdor gang members who tried to steal his jacket. He shoot him off n- near Duels. I don't know. Uh, later that night, those same six men followed Connery up to a balcony intending to mess him up. He cracked two over their head together. Uh, from then on, the gang respected him and didn't give him any trouble. <laughs> so basically, his gang comes after him and he like, just cracks two of them and they're like, alright, let's not fuck with that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, uh, fuck this. Let's go get some alcohol. Uh, I've, dude, I don't, I don't, I can't believe I found all these. So I got another one about Sean Connery. Uh, a few years later, his co-star Lana Turner's boyfriend believed that two actors, uh, believed the two actors were having an affair. Sean Connery and Lana Turner. Uh, her boyfriend thought they were having an affair. Uh, so he showed up. Uh, showed up to set pointing a gun at Connery. So he's got a gun pointed at him and Connery punches the boyfriend. Uh, but the, so he punches him, but the man had mob ties. They called in threats on Connery's life for weeks because he basically punched a guy in the mob. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think happened there? What do you think happened there with the uh, mob guys? You think they just were like, uh, uh, this is Sean Connery. We should uh, we should just show a little bit of respect for the actor here. I I think this might have been uh, you know, like before he got real famous. But yeah, I mean, it could have been. You never know, too. Like I know, like gangs and mobs and stuff like that. You know, they take care of their own, but they some of them do have a an understanding that like we all have dumbass people in our groups, <laughs> right. <laughs> And this guy might have been out of line and he got popped in the face for having a gun pulled on him. I feel like I'm the one in this group here that is that guy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. Beer number five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, no, like I, I totally get what you're saying. And uh, the guy starts a little shit, gets punched in the face. And then they're like, "Hey, yo, Jimmy, what? Did, would you starting shit again, Jimmy? Are you starting shit again? You got this actor over here. He's trying to hang out with this girl, and you starting shit. You get punched in the face. You're yeah. lucky you didn't get popped. He could have been a made man. You can't cut anyone's balls off with a trimmer, now, can I? Well, shit. I mean, also, I think like if someone in like." that kind of organization pulls out a gun and they get punched in the face. It kind of makes the organization look bad. Yeah. Well, I better stop yelling like that or I'll start getting text messages. The man did try to kill me, sir. Uh, all right. So Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery. So, uh, you try back. <laughs> so obviously Sean Connery has, uh, you know, from James Bond, which, 
Uh, did you uh, did you say what your favorite James Bond movie was? Uh, no, I don't have a favorite James Bond movie. I don't like any of the fucking James Bond movies. I'm more of an of Indiana Jones kind of guy. Okay, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> because dude, I, he was Indiana Jones's dad. Just so you know, <laughs> that's right. He was. Yeah, Junior. Junior. He was the original Harris Jones Senior. That's right. I uh, see. That's what I knew him as. See, because we didn't grow up with Sean Connery as Double Seven. We grew up as him as Indiana Jones Papa. Yeah, I didn't even know that Sean Connery was a James Bond because when I was a kid, James Bond was Pierce Brosnan, which. When I looked at Sean Connery, I thought, one, I thought he was Indiana Jones's dad. And then later on, I thought that uh, he was the guy who escaped Alcatraz. <laughs> I, I watched The Rock a shit ton. Dude, that came. was my favorite movie when I yeah. was a teenager. The Rock. Yeah. The dude, Rock was, was the shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had Between Nicholas. Him, between him and Nicolas Cage and whoever the fuck it was that played Nicolas Cage's wife. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, she was. I cannot give information which may threaten my own security. Uh, so uh, Sean Connery, uh, an, a non-American hero and legend, um, was in the greatest film ever recorded called... Uh, the League of Extraordinary Men. <laughs> you damn right. All right, honestly, honestly, did you like the movie, dude? I fucking liked the movie. I'm right there with you, dude. It got it's it. It was considered such a flop and got so shit on by so many people. I fucking liked that movie, and I feel like it's going to be a cult classic one day. Uh, yeah. Probably it already is, uh, dude. <laughs> the, I don't understand why it became a flop or a, a fucking shithole movie. Dude, I watch it and I watch it again and I watch it again and I'm like, this is a fucking entertaining movie. Like it's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. It was like the it was like the Avengers before the Avengers. It was like taking all these characters, throw them together and defeat something. Right. Um, and yet Sean Connery. You know, <laughs> Uh, you know, that was his last on-screen role. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. that was, um, he went out with a bang. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I think he actually, I think that movie was 2003, 2004. And then in 2006, he officially retired. Yep. And then he did a couple voiceover works for like James Bond video games because his grandkids loved video games. But he actually did get tons of offers. And I mean, he got some ridiculous offers too, which the biggest one was he got offered to do the Lord of the Rings and he was supposed to be Gandalf. Dude, I heard this story. I heard this story. He was supposed to be. So he got offered Morpheus. Yes. On. On the Matrix movies. Yep. Okay. And he read the script and he got back in contact with the people who sent him the script and was like, I don't fucking get it. I'm going (laughs) to say no. Yeah. 
And then he got sent the Lord of the Rings scripts and like, hey, we want you to be Gandalf. And he read it and then he wrote them back and was like, I don't fucking get it. Yeah. No, no. Not only did he say that, he said he read the books, read the script, watched the movies and still didn't get the shit. Yeah. Uh, He's like, this don't make any fucking sense. Well, let me tell you something crazy. Like this was actually something I found on like Forbes or something. Uh, they offered him 15% stake in the box office, right? Oh, shit. For Lord of the Rings. Yeah, just him, right? So if he would have taken the role as Gandalf, he would have made $450 million. God damn. With that contract deal. <laughs> and he would have sealed the highest paid actor of all time. God, dude. Yeah. And I mean, he and he turned it down because he goes, eh, Hobbits and ship. I don't get it, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was because it's because of the success of the Matrix and the Lord of the Rings is the only reason why he did League of Extraordinary Men. Yeah. Did you know that? Because he he felt like he made two mistakes and he wasn't going to make a third? Because I did not know that. But that makes sense. It makes sense. That's exactly why. He even told, he told the the script writers that sent him the script of Lord or uh, League of Extraordinary Men. He was like, look, uh, I do not understand. I want to put this clear. I want to put this up front before we go any further. I have no fucking idea what this script is about, <laughs> but I've fucked up twice in a row and I'm yeah. not going to do it a third time. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, okay, awesome. Let's yeah. go with it. And uh Yeah. And it became a quote-unquote flop. But fuck that, dude. I like that movie. I do, too. I guarantee you. Let me tell you something. I've watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen way more than I've watched Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Dude, I can't watch. I can't watch the Lord of the Rings movies, man. I'm fucking over that shit. Them hobbits are weird. I... I've watched all of them one time, and it was the one time I watched them. Uh, it's just not one of those that I'm going to sit there and watch uh, a bunch of dudes walking <laughs> for yeah. three hours. Right? Uh, I get it. You want the ring. You don't want the ring. You got to fucking destroy the ring. What the yeah. fuck ever? I'm on beer number six. I just spilled. I just spilled it on the front of my shirt. Fuck! Such a hazy Jane. God damn it! Uh, I, I'll tell you something fun though. Uh, I know we're no spring chickens, but you know how old Sean Connery was when he uh, first took the role as James Bond. Thirty-two, close thirty-five. Ooh, okay, all I'm yeah, saying is. There's guess. still hope. There's still hope is all I'm saying. Uh, now, uh, maybe for you, not for me, dude. I'm about to be 38 in just yeah. a week. Hey, you could still be there. Uh, Are you coming <laughs> out for my birthday? We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Alex. Alex Gourley, Mr. I don't make decisions. <laughs> that's that's about right. Uh, <laughs> I'm on my last beer. Let's you keep are this going. Uh, okay, so Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Connery in 1999 was was named the sexiest man of the century by People Magazine. In 2000, Holy shit, sexiest man of the century. The century. Fuck, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so take your fucking sexiest man of the year and shove it up your ass. Right? I got I got sexiest man of the century. God damn. So sexiest man of the century, fourth place in Mr. Universe, 1950 something. Um <laughs> <laughs> In uh, 2000, he was knighted for his service for the film industry. So yeah. that's, that's when he became Sir Thomas Sean Connery. His first name is actually Thomas, uh, yeah. which we did not mention at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know until you just now said that. Yeah. I, I um, didn't even know that. He, uh, Tommy? So is Tommy, yeah, well, Tommy Connery. Yeah. Tommy Connery. Uh, that's actually okay. what they called him as a kid. Was Tommy? Oh, Tommy. Dude, Connery. I, that's what I'm calling him from now on, from this moment on, in the okay. future, forever. He will now forever be known as Tom <laughs> Tommy, Con- Connery. Tommy Connery. Tommy Connery. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. The funny thing about his knighted service, though. So the guy who was like ahead a of like the who like i guess spoke to the queen who was like the guy who like initiated who gets knighted who doesn't ha- did not want sean connery to be knighted and sean Why? connery because he, he's a bitch well because he well he applied like two or three times and he d- got denied every time hold because, on wait, 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 wait you got to apply to be knighted i guess there's got to be a formal requisition i don't know like i guess this guy has to you have to go under a review i guess whoever filed sean connery as like hey maybe we should knight this guy um i don't think it i don't know if it's something he does i don't know if you go down to a dmv to get knighted or what um (laughs) but when i think of the uh when i think of the fucking knights okay i think of somebody being knighted right yeah the first thing I think of is like King Arthur in the fucking nights, right? That's what I think of. Yeah. And I think, okay, so his knights had to send in an application. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which then had to be approved. Yeah. And then, and then King Arthur was like, okay, all right, this guy's approved. This guy's not. I don't like this guy's background check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this guy's, guy's credit score is a little fucking iffy. Uh, yeah. Maybe not him. <laughs> <laughs> he he's not he's not a good one. He he doesn't have right. what it takes to be a knight. Uh, right. I mean, that's like the new age knighted, but. It was all because the, uh, Sean Connery was a part of the Scottish National Party, which they were very vocal about being against the monarchy of oh, England. Okay, That's why. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and so, so his, he was a he was a big fan of William Wallace, is what it was. Yeah, he he wasn't a big fan of uh, 
so it's like, why are you going to get knighted by this thing you're not a big fan of? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. He's like, Farina! Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's like, he's sending in his fucking knighthood application while his face is painted blue. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never take our freedom. <laughs> By the way, do you need this in triplicate? <laughs> yeah. Um, he, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> but he, uh, but yeah, it was difference of opinion. And actually, he got knighted, and the guy that kept like player hating on him uh, ended up either retiring or giving up the job like a year or two later. Yeah, um, he died of a fucking stroke is what happened. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Sean Connery's knighted? Ah! Oh! Uh, the, uh, so that that was like all the the fun fun-go-lucky stuff Sean Connery did. Um, he did, if we're, if we're going to go down like the, the bad route for a second, uh, he did get um, he was be accused of tax exile because he lived outside of Scotland and didn't pay his taxes. And uh, he did also get charged with uh, property fraud because he had a house <laughs> that he wasn't paying on or something like that. Or, um, But the funny thing is that was acquitted on him, but his wife at the time took the fall <laughs> kind of uh, where yeah, she took most of the blunt of that one. Um, he has actually had two wives, uh, a Deanne Salento from 1962, 1973 and, uh, Michelin Rockry Brum, 1975 to 2020. He's the one that she's been with the most. Um, the Diane Salento has said some not so great things about Sean Connery. And it's actually been something that, like my wife brought up because she like, you know, we, we heard he passed. So she was like, you know, RIP Sean Connery. And then one of our friends was just like, he beats women. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah. And then she put this, um, this, uh, this kind of famous, interview that he had i can't remember if it was with 60 minutes or what but he it basically playboy go, magazine playboy magazine where he talks about like if you hit a woman you gotta use an open hand yeah and he kind of it, it basically honestly i okay i i know it like it's it comes off super fucked up very misogynistic because he's like yeah I mean sometimes they get like argumentative and kind of lip like essentially he's like yeah they get a little lippy and you know you want to hit them and if you do you got to use open hand you can't ball that fist up like it's kind yeah of, he's like, like hey, he's like hey like look 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 you gotta you gotta control your woman <laughs> and you can't hit them like you want to like you're going to hit a man you yeah. can't hit them with a closed fist you gotta open it up yeah you got to open it up and just give them a little bitch slap is what you do. <laughs> you don't, you don't give them a closed handed fist. Yeah. Cause that'll fuck them up. That's like how you hit a man. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't do that. That's yeah. a woman. Yeah. She's, she's, she's uh fragile. Right. Yeah. So what you do is you open the hand up and make it nice and soft and gentle. And then you take that nice and soft and gentle hand and you slap it across their face. And that's 
when they realize when they when they fucked up and they said something they shouldn't have said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I uh <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, no. So yeah, that it he definitely said that and it definitely came off way fucked up. But he did I will say this to give credit to the guy. And give him the benefit of the doubt. He did come out and say there's no reason to ever hit a woman um, for any reason. And he, uh, he he mentioned on two other occasions that those that interview was taken out of context, which uh, I've got no comment for that. It's either like there's kind of hard to pull that conversation out of context, but dude, that's not out of context. I know there's no way there's no way. He fucking said it. He said it. He said it and he said it and he fucking said it and he fucking meant it at the time. Yeah. And then later on he got some fucking flack about it and he tried to change his mind. Basically that's that's all there is about it. Yeah, no, you're right on that one because I mean Granted, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I'm not making excuses for the guy. But he did grow up in an older era <laughs> where they were <laughs> they. I feel like they were harsher back then. And he's just like, "Hey, you got to control your women." And they get a little lippy. You just <laughs> fucking hit them one good time and set the tone for the night. <laughs> You're right. like, "Ah, damn! All right, man, shit." Yeah. Um. But yeah, Chill no, out. Yeah, I talk. It's the same, dude. Fucking Trump said the exact same thing about Joe Biden. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he did. He said, he said, you don't hit him with a closed fist. You got to open it up and just do the little bitch smack. <laughs> <laughs> what? There was a comedian talking about that. That was talking about like, he made a joke. He's like, yeah, yeah. You, you want to, if you're going to do it, you got to use an open hand because if you close that fist, it's a felony. And then. <laughs> He he said it, and then he goes, "All right, I just want everyone to know, I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't want someone to go home and beat the shit out of somebody with an open no. hand, going, what? It's not a felony that way, dude. Uh, he lied. He lied. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the truth. In certain states, it is actually not a felony if you beat your wife with an open hand. Just saying, that's fucked up." <laughs> I don't live in one of those states, but yeah. I know that they exist. It's like the rule of thumb, you know that, right? Yeah. If yeah. you if you beat somebody with a stick that's skinnier than your thumb, that's right. Then <laughs> then you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? But dude, have you ever hit somebody? No, listen, listen. <laughs> have you ever hit somebody with a fucking twig? That's long and skinny, but still fucking green. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like a whip. It's just yeah, whoosh. man. Like yeah, that you shit do some hurts. damage with yeah. that shit. Like there's a fine line between like laying marks or like causing damage. I think that's the part. It's more like like whip, like whipping them than beating them. I guess. Yeah. Um, what 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 uh causes permanent damage and what causes PTSD? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, his wife, his first wife, <laughs> Deanne Salento, actually wrote a book, and yeah. she she goes into great detail about him, um, 
and this is kind of why he dropped off the map for a while, but she, he wrote, she wrote this book and then she said that like, they got in, like an argument and he, uh, I guess they got in a fight and he kind of beat her up, threw her over a chair or something like that. And then he later said the, what we were talking about where you should never hit a woman. He goes, I never hit a woman or something like that. And that what she's, rec- what she is recalling is because she's upset with um the way things were left and it's just her kind of saying terrible things about him right he's like i look look i never hit a woman ever and no no uh circumstances no excuses never hit a woman yeah but that doesn't mean that i can't push a woman's face into the side of a wall 27 times yeah um but yeah but it definitely didn't look good with him having that interview where he's just like, yeah, just open the hand up. Uh, (laughs) So that was definitely uh, some of the things I didn't beat you. Okay. Yeah. You're still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so that's some of the, uh, the darker aspects of, of old Tommy Connery. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) So we really Her don't dog Dre Hayes, <laughs> Hazy J, J Hayes. Yeah. Uh, Her yes. dog Hazy Jane. But obviously uh, what I was going to say was we don't know what happened between the two, um, but obviously Sean Connery beat the shit out of her. I mean, that's kind of what we're led to believe. Um, that's what That's what she said. That is definitely what she said. And you got to believe what she said, right? Yeah. Because we're in the times of 2020. We believe what the woman says 100% of the time. Yep. And that's it. Case case closed. (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Case closed. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, no, I got you. Um, no, listen. If I was uh, prosecuted against, listen, 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 listen. Okay, listen, listen. Say, uh, say somebody died. Okay, and I was in the room when they died. Are you following me, Alex? Yeah, I got you. And then. Uh, the prosecutors come up and they say, look, uh, you were in the room. The person died. It was clearly murder. Uh, we're going to go ahead and charge you with uh, murder one. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, so then guess what? What? I'm charged with uh, f- first degree murder. And uh, I don't have... An excuse because I was there, but guess what? Huh? Fuck! I don't know. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you going to jail, um, dude? I don't have a defense. Hey, yeah. where was my uh, where was my uh, where was my guy from AA meetings at? Where was he at? You know, ask uh-huh. ask that guy. Where was he at? Yeah, I don't know where he was at. 
He could have been there. He could have been in that apartment. He could have been the one with the. He could have been the one with the knife. He could have been the one doing all the stabbing. I don't know. Maybe he was there. Maybe I. Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he was there. I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. Oh, that's all I know is I wasn't there, but maybe he was there. Maybe my fucking sponsor from AA was in that girl's house when she got stabbed to death and she died. But, but, but you want to, you want to say I did it, but who knows I did it. I didn't fucking do it. I wasn't even there, but maybe my fucking AA sponsor was there because he's the guy who's always trying to say, Hey, don't drink and fucking go there and and hang out with that girl. But but he's like he's fucking hanging out with that girl. I didn't fucking hang out with that girl. I was I was like that girl was fucking bad news, man. She's always trying to get me to drink tequila and shit. I don't want to try and drink tequila and shit. Now, fuck that tequila because that makes me do shit that I don't want to fucking do because I'm not fucking Mexican, man. I'm not fucking. I like walls and shit. So I fucking don't. I said fuck you tequila, and I don't even go over there. And I just say fucking no, and I didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you have been ranting. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, so, yeah, so Sean Cottery. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so Sean Cottery has been accused of uh, <laughs> slapping women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't funny, but it, holy shit, that's just a weird segue. Uh, <laughs> um, we <laughs> we don't know for sure, but you got to take it seriously, and it sucks if he did. Um, he denied it. Is said never to do it, but I don't know from what his ex wife did, but I don't know. Seems like a tricky situation. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But we really don't got to worry about it anymore because he was with his second wife for like 30 years. And on the October 31st, 2020, the man passed away. So not really too much we can do about it now. No, he didn't even make it to Halloween. He wanted to dress up as the Green Goblin, he said. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know, one story I forgot to mention is the set of Highlander. Uh, they banned alcohol and he brought homemade scotch and he got shit faced every day on set. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, did you did you read the story about him uh, just narrowly escaping being eaten alive by a, a fucking shark? No. You didn't see that? No. Dude, so uh, he's uh, putting this cage and uh, this is behind the scenes of a movie. And a shark, they have a shark, right? They have the shark pinned yeah. up in this little cage. And they got Sean Connery pinned up in this little cage. And they're going to do like a little close uh, scene where they're like right next to each other, right? Uh-huh. So then the shark escapes from the cage that it's locked into. And it swims over and tries to take a bite out of Sean Connery, but he 
just narrowly escapes being eaten alive by this fucking shark by swimming up and through and out of his little fucking cage that he had set up for him. Damn. Yeah, dude. It, it was uh, fucking crazy, man. No shit. Yeah, literally, no shit, dude. I uh, I can't believe you didn't see that. Like, I just looked up Sean Connery, Sean Connery stories, and that was like one of the first ones that popped up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna pull it up again, uh, just now. But when I went to look at my phone to read the Sean Connery stories, um, I just set my phone down because I can no longer see. I am that drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a good time <laughs> to maybe wrap this podcast up. Yeah. We- because, <laughs> because when I can't see to read the stories of the person that I'm talking about, yeah. it is time to wrap the podcast up. Basically, this has been a drunk podcast with a highlight of Sean Connery. Uh, (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed our uh, (laughs) intermissions here and there of Connor Nation, Connerish, the Tommy Connery. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I guess, uh, you know, don't forget to uh, like, share, and rate our podcast serverless thoughts and make sure you go out on that web and share like and comment on all our posts on uh twitter at think serverless don't forget instagram at think serverless thoughts and our facebook page at serverless thoughts uh if you got any suggestions ideas or cocktail ideas or drinks or anything like that we'd love to hear from you at serverless thoughts at gmail.com and tell your friends and family, because we've been meaning to say that. Your grandma would love us. <laughs> That's right. Tell yeah. all your friends and family and coworkers and the, that guy that's sitting on the side of the corner. That's like uh, he's got one of those signs that's made out of cardboard and shopping marker. And it's like, uh, feed me because I'm hungry. He is the audience that we are looking for. Yeah. And uh, you tell him, you say, hey, what you need more than you need a burger is you need SoberlessThoughts.com in your life. And he will listen to it on his brand new iPod speaker headphones that he has stored in his pocket that you can't see. And then he will listen and he will say five star review for those guys because they are awesome and don't forget to um always remember our credo if you're in the skillet (laughs) stay cheesy keep it greasy and flip on out swim. People try to tell me that I should come from my past. Settle down, maybe I'll make amends. I ain't got no time to deliver a lie.
I sincerely hope so. Who is he? No idea. This chap's been following me all day today. My God. You just killed James Bond. <laughs> 